Hi friends, I'm Tanya Luna, psychology researcher and educator. And I'm Brian Luna, currently researching why we even think we need coleslaw. And you're listening to Talk, Talk Psych, Psych to, to me. me, a show where we take research out of the lab and into the street. Let's get into it. I gotta start by saying this chair is is a new old chair and it's it's squonking. It's so it's gonna be <laughs> wow. That's that is good. a weird chair. Yeah, so it's it's. <laughs> I can't believe that chair's oh, making that sound. Sorry, I laughed. I'm I'm gonna pull back. So listen, this it, week it, it's it's not Brian we, Luna. Or I can only assume Brian Luna. It's at the mail host received some feedback <laughs> that's I think the nicest on Apple. thing you, that's the nicest thing you've said to me all week <laughs> apple podcasts uh received some feedback we love feedback we appreciate feedback this feedback i just disagree with and that's okay which is that brian luna laughs too much i play too much and i take it as feedback that i'm just too funny i think so so this week not gonna laugh no and Nothing. actually i have a great thing for us to get started with okay. that i'm pretty sure you will not find funny Okay. Before right. I tell you and our listeners what today's topic is, okay. actually, <laughs> they probably know because I'm going to put it in the title, but you don't know. Okay. Okay. So before I tell you, Brian Luna, what the topic is, I'd like to recreate a, l- a little bit of an experiment done by researchers Sandy Mann and Rebecca Cadman. Okay. So I'm going to have you write down these phone numbers uh, that I got out of a phone book. As accurately as possible. Okay. And listeners, if you too would like to participate, please grab something or you can do wait, this digitally just, and just jot gonna, them down. So you're going to tell me phone numbers. I'm going to jot them down. That's yes. the, that's the, experience. that's what they got money for. <laughs> so I just have to listen to what you're saying. Is it okay? Is it in English? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's, I, they didn't say anything about the, well, unless you're the male host. They didn't say I anything about. I do have about, a masculine You do have a masculine voice. All right. I see myself as both feminine and masculine. I like that. All right, ready? All right. 461-729-1562. Wait, all right. <laughs> I'm overthinking. Go ahead. Yeah. 768-647-8259. 985-947-9147-398. Five seven 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 zero five. <laughs> Sorry, I'm. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Okay, hey, this hey, is. Hey, I'm totally hey, screwing hey. up the experiment. Well, yeah. If we wanna... Okay. Ready? Is that it? No, no. Oh, there's a lot more. A eight, lot more. Yeah. Eight, I know it's a risky way to start uh, a podcast okay. program. Yeah. So Stay with us, listeners. High stakes, y'all. This is how it's gonna go. All right, All go right. ahead. There are a lot more. Okay. Eight two six seven six seven. Nine six seven zero. I'm totally screwing up this experiment. Four two eight three one two four five seven nine two five three four three eight seven eight one one. All right, I can keep going, but I I just I can tell you this: no other podcast. It's starting like this. So right now, if you're out there and you're going to review us this week, boom, we're already setting the ourselves The female host the read too many numbers out loud. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> I had to clear my throat. Oh, again. Okay. You can laugh. I enjoy your I laughter. I appreciate that. Thank you. Listeners, if you enjoy the sound of Brian <laughs> no, la- no, Luna's no, laughter, right. please do let us know. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Sorry. So based on that intro, Allergies. what do you think we'll be talking about today? Numerical sequences. And, uh, <laughs> the, the psychology, psychology of, of numerical sequences. Okay. Any other guesses? Uh, listening. Oh, oh, a good guess. What did you have, like, how would you rate how interesting that exercise was on a scale of one to 10, where 10 is like really, really interesting? And I can't go below zero? (laughs) 
right, yes, from one to ten. The lowest is one. That was the most boring thing I've done in... Yeah, and I was knocked unconscious recently, so, like, that's the most boring thing that's happened. Like, that <laughs> I thought I've... it was really exciting when you got knocked unconscious. Yeah, well, you were So today we're going to be talking about... Boredom. Boredom. Oh, nice. Okay. And this is what you just experienced was a very common technique for inducing boredom. Typically, this would go on much, much longer. Yeah. I started to get a little nervous that people would just totally tune out. But I really appreciate your diligence. Thank you. Just you just like, you look like you were trying to do a really, because really good I, job. Because I thought there was... There were was you actually swerve. writing? Okay, yeah. you were, you were, okay. All right. Yeah, I look, I've got, yeah, give me a number, I'll tell I you. I thought you were doing actual writing. Five, seven, seven. No, 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 great. no. Should we no. call one of these? I, I already did. I have them on my <laughs> Listeners, these are actually all of your phone numbers. Okay, <laughs> so I mean, it so. might sound like an odd topic, but as you'll see, boredom has some serious consequences, especially after many of us have been in quarantine or partial quarantine for over a year now. So it's an emotion that a lot of people are feeling these days. So it's not the same as like stir crazy. Or boredom is a symptom of being stir-crazy. And we don't say crazy. Well, stir-crazy isn't a psychological construct. Um, I beg to differ. There's a movie <laughs> called stir-crazy. There's a lot of things. It doesn't things. make it a psychological construct. You... There's a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So let's you begin by me. defining it. Let's, right. let's start with the definition, okay? okay? So that way we can maybe look at the different spectra of boredom. Uh, how would you define boredom? In, uh, lack of stimulation. Oh, that's pretty good. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate it. I have actually a writer versus a psychologist for once to offer a definition. Tolstoy described it as a desire for desires, which I really like. Huh. I like that. And from Tolstoy, that's a, yeah. That's pretty positive. Thing well, no, because you desire desire, but you can't get it. Well, it didn't say you can't get it. It just says you desire desires. See, the Soviet in you is saying... That you can't get it. Desire implies The American in me is saying that we can achieve that. <laughs> it's a wanting to want something, but you're just, you can't figure out what you want. So it's a really mm-hmm. unpleasant experience yeah, for the most part. So I've been thinking a lot about boredom because, as you know, I spent many, many years of my life working 70, 80 hour weeks. I'm finally in a point now where I'm working like 40, 50 hour weeks and I'm so bored. I thought I it would be awesome. I know. You're trying to loop me into all these projects. <laughs> like, hey, do you want to plan blank, blank, blank? And I'm like, no, it sounds terrible. It's my desire for desire. <laughs> I've literally had moments where I just like sit on the floor, just like staring into a sunspot, just suffering. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you, I mean, you've got to find a way to, you're the one who, you didn't have toys. You used to play with pots and pans. We'll talk about that. You find a way okay, we'll to come entertain back to yourself. That. So... Yes. And and so I'm trying to figure out, should I be entertaining myself? Should I just lean into the boredom? So I've been thinking a lot about boredom, the psychology of it. So today, for me and for anyone else who's experiencing boredom, I'd love to talk about what boredom is, why it is, is it good or is it bad? And what can we do about it? Okay. So you have a cure for boredom. <laughs> yeah. Doing stuff. Television. Thank you very much. <laughs> Tune in next week. All right. But not all doing. Sometimes you do things and you're still bored. Well, yeah, I'm not saying everyone's sitting there staring into a sunspot. <laughs> Suns, that's that's actually a little creepy. That's actually <laughs> like there's something. That's a whole other. But the dog was doing it, and she seemed so happy. Yeah, Ripley. The dogs, but yeah, it was not, it's Ripley. not the bright Ripley's dog. Not the All right. Uh, did the opening task make you bored? No, because I, I think if it went on a lot longer. Yeah. But, well, I tell you, the wind went out of my sails a little bit when you're like, there are a lot more. I was like, oh, this is, gonna, <laughs> this is stupid. But in the beginning, 
I was like leaning in. I was like, what is this? I'm going to have to add these up. Like, what, what's it going to do? Yeah. Gonna... So the, experimentally, I just screwed it up. I was giggling. I was like. You were giggling. So you made it more Reading fun. the numbers really dramatically. I think if you read it in a monotone. Yeah, I was trying. With a little, with I'm just so expressive that I couldn't. a clipboard. If you had a clipboard, yeah, I think I'd be more bored. That's true. Okay. When was the last time you felt really deeply bored? I don't know that. I've, oh, I, I you're just, so interesting. Your no, life is so no, interesting. no. All right, let's no, go back to Matt. No. Have you felt bored? Do you know what I'm talking about? With yeah, boredom? of course, okay. of course. All right, so. Oh, in a, in a classroom setting or something like that. Like the last time I felt really bored was um, the, a driving school. Uh, <laughs> so when you were. No, no, no. Remember I had to retake the test uh, and I had, yeah. you have to take that like nine hour. Yes. Um, I, it, it's not even like a driving school thing. It's just all the info about driving it's it, it, what do you think they give you in school if not info no but it's all stuff you know because i already have my license okay. so come back to yeah. that purposeless driving class with all the info <laughs> they didn't even have anything on the walls they didn't have any posters to gaze <laughs> like at no posters they didn't have mm. shit and they had these huge windows that had paper all over them. oh god so it was just and it, were it, they doing an experiment I, it felt like an experiment and and, and he was just reading from a book and it was, oh my God. Did he do a better job than I did at sounding monotonous? Much better. Much better. Okay, so come back to that, okay. to I'm, that I'm experience. There. I'm, there. All right. I'm there. Bring it to mind. Yep. Picture the papered windows, yep. the, the droning sound of the instructor's voice. How would you describe how boredom feels? Never ending. It actually like weighs on you. You get upset. You start thinking of all the other things you could be doing. Tying shoes, or or like <laughs> shoes? Uh, Your own cleaning shoes? cleaning the little grooves of the shoes. Um, <laughs> yeah, like you just start thinking of all the things. I get upset when I feel like someone's like uh, being boring, or yeah. Can I just go back to the cleaning of the shoe grooves? Yeah. Is this a frequent thought that you have, or is this just when you're really bored? Frequent. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So when you say you, you made it sound very universal. Well, I, it everyone, sounds like your I'm, experience was a little more you, specific. Well, you don't wear shoes with grooves. All your <laughs> are shoes you kidding are like, me? I wear Crocs. It's all grooves. Yeah, but they're huge grooves. There's no like, you can they just, yeah, nothing gets caught in there. Okay. So you said it's, you, your mind starts to like desperately seek out Any something. Any kind of, sat- yes. Yeah, yeah. You start drifting away. You start thinking of stuff. Hoping they don't ask you a question because you're not you listening. It said it yeah. feels kind of painful. Yeah. It's a really, really unpleasant sensation. So if you were to strip down, I'm just realizing I'm not telling you anything. I'm just asking you questions, but you've mm-hmm. got this. How, so <laughs> how would you, what do you think causes boredom? Well, I think at the you beginning, said like lack I said, of lack of stimulation. Okay. Lack of interest, like a subject matter. I, but why I wasn't wouldn't say. But I, let's say like you've got, you know, you who's fascinated by cleaning shoe grooves. <laughs> that's interesting to you. Yes. Well, it's would... not interesting. It's necessary. But yes, <laughs> okay. go ahead. I would say that for probably mm, most people, that wouldn't be so interesting. I'm being, I'm dramatizing here and being judgmental of your interests. I'm sorry. Fair enough. Your feelings are valid. <laughs> so what makes something interesting for one person and boring for another person? Or would it have to be like passion for things? Like when you talk to me about a book you're reading that I'm going to be particularly interested in. I have in. to be like the TikTok of book summaries. <laughs> I have to do like the, the super quick, entertaining but version of my like, hey, here's a book I'm reading and here are the key points. Okay, bye. If you don't hit me, it's a, it's a trailer. When you pitch me a book, if you don't get me in the first 30 seconds, guess what? I ain't buying a ticket. <laughs> so much I'm sorry. Pressure. I'm not sitting down. I'm not getting popcorn. I'm not sitting through that. 
but it's the same thing. Like if I start kicking to you, like, hey, this comic book I'm reading, and you, I know you because you're like, hey, look at the dog. She, she's playing with her foot. And I'm like, okay, she's not interested. And then I back out. You push forward. You fight for your information. You can't read the other You don't read the other person and be like, all right. And this it. is why we have a very important rule in our relationship. Not, not interested. interested. And this go. actually comes from a novella written by psychologist B.F. Skinner, mm-hmm. where he describes the most perfect society. <laughs> and one of their rules is you never have a conversation that you're not interested in. So at any given point, if you're no longer interested, you just say, not interested, not interested. and it. you just leave. Yeah, and the other the person's court. like, thank you for your honesty. Yeah, and, it, and it, it was hard in the beginning, Yeah, but it has saved us from so many arguments. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why we're so rarely bored in our relationship? Because we just choose not to engage in anything that we that, find that's boring? Gonna, yeah, it's going to be listless and, and huh. just bad for our brains. Because I also think boredom is bad for your brain, right? Because once we'll you start drifting, well, I'll get into that later if we if we, if we discuss it. But yeah, yeah, we'll definitely is, talk about yeah, whether it's good or bad. For now, I just like want to know. Idle like, hands, you yeah. know. What happens to the idle hands? The, the devil's works. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, the devil's. Something about the devil. The devil does something to your idol. Yeah. The, idol it, hands are the devil's business? The devil's business. Okay. No, devil's playground. Nah. Yeah, idol hands are the devil's playground. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a fact. Okay. I mean, it's not a fact. I don't know that. That's, I said that like, you, I'm giving you, sorry, I'm, I'm talking to like, like I just read that in some research book. <laughs> research says that research idle hands it's are a the fact. devil's. <laughs> I meant, that's the saying. Yeah. Okay. I believe you because you are American. So, but anyway, yeah. So we'll talk about the dangers potentially of boredom yeah. for sure. There's, there's so many expressions and so many cultures that are very anti-boredom. So your hypothesis is that boredom is either lack of stimulation or lack of kind of like personal passion or connection. Sure. To what you're doing. Yeah. So psychologist Aaron Westgate, who's one of the preeminent, is that the word? Preeminent. Mm-hmm. Sure. Big deal big bad researchers on mm-hmm. boredom, she classifies boredom as being a lack of attention and a lack of meaning. Okay. So lack of attention can be a result of too much or too little challenge. I can see that. Can you share an example of, like, it sounds like for this driver's ed thing, there was too little challenge. Too little challenge because it was everything that we'd gone over. It wasn't driver's ed. Just <laughs> let me clear the air here. It was like a defensive driving course. That's uh-huh. what it is. Defensive driving. Yeah. So if anyone's ever gotten a ticket out so there. So it sounds like driver's ed for adults? It, it's basically, it's like a punishment because like, say you get a, a ticket, a moving violation, and they're like, you pay the fine and you get points, or you go into defensive driving, take this nine hour course sit through that all day, and then we'll only have to pay the fine. And why did you get this? I had to do that because I had to retake my test, my driver's test. So you have to take defensive driving test. uh, Because you were so bad. No, no, no. It's just, I, they, you have to, you can't just like take the driving test or take the, the written, you can take the Oh, because your license expired. Yeah, my license expired. So I had to get like, I had a state ID. Okay, so it wasn't enough information. Right. Hopefully we bored you with the details of that Hopefully I bored you with that. It was really, (laughs) no, but you have to take this and you sit there. what was the address of the establishment? Do you want to know? It was on 70 seconds. No. Okay. Uh, I mean, it wasn't. Okay. And how about uh, any examples of when something was too difficult that it made it boring? Oh, so um, I remember back in, I think, ninth grade when I was in algebra, when I first started taking algebra, for some reason, that concept of algebra was really difficult for me coming into it. Like, it was really, really hard. I found it really challenging. And my teacher at the time didn't slow things down. And even mm. when I was raising my hand going, I'm sorry, I- I'm just not getting this. And he treated me like a jock. So he's just like, find someone who will explain it to you. And he wow. just kept moving on. Right? So then... um so I was so bored in class because I didn't know what the hell it's it like was. Like you didn't have to. anything to hook your attention on. Right, right. I, I, it was like the train passed me by and I was just sitting there in, in the station 
like sitting there dwindling my thumbs. Dwindling? Twiddling. 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 <laughs> We're really struggling with words Boy, this today. Boy, this is a tough one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Diddling. My, no, not diddling. <laughs> Sorry. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at a bus station, too. You don't want to, or train station. You don't want to be diddling anything. You don't want to be diddling no. or diddled at a bus station. Right, anyway, so I was, my thumbs. I was doing something with my thumbs. That's great. So, <laughs> That's a great example. Not the <laughs> not the most recent one, but the, the yes. algebra one is that's yes, great. Yes. So, you know, my psychologist crush, Mahai Chick. Oh, Mahai Chick He found that to get to the optimal state of performance and enjoyment, what he calls flow state, you've probably heard yep. me talking a lot mm-hmm. about flow, you need tasks that are just a little bit more challenging sure. than you can handle. Do you have any examples of that most recently? Video games. Video games. Yeah. This yeah. is why you're so you're so into video games. Mm-hmm. So so a lack of attention can make us bored. That's one. And then going back to lack of meaning or, like you said, passion or purpose. Do you have an example of something where maybe it is quite easy and it is repetitive, but it doesn't feel boring? It still feels engaging because it's meaningful. Something I do to myself? Mm-hmm. I think we talked enough about diddling. <laughs> okay, so something that it's repetitive. Like I was thinking about like making the pig's breakfast or oh, I love doing cleaning that. or... cleaning. Okay, you know, yeah, things like that. Yeah. Like doing the laundry. Yes. How do you manage to keep those things feeling engaging and judging by your reaction to laundry, dare I say exciting, if it's repetitive and if it's simple? So with the laundry, I really love t-shirts. You know that. And more importantly, I love my t-shirts. <laughs> and I forget what I have sometimes because I, I you know, I'll do laundry or, or I'll wait for a while and I have to do my whites and I have to do, I love doing laundry. But what makes it so exciting for me sometimes <laughs> is that I'm like, oh, God, look, I haven't seen this Hulk t-shirt in forever. Or mm. I have it. Oh, yeah, I forgot I had this. And, you know, folding it all and up. you're always talking about how good it smells. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, good, like, perfect laundry. I'm not going to say I'm perfect, but I am. So <laughs> it, it's 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 really, like, about attentiveness and f- looking at this and, and like, because, like, really paying oh. attention to the details. So there's yeah. attention and there's meaning. Uh, yeah. And then how about preparing the pig's food? Because... You, I mean, we're going into now six months of feeding mm-hmm. pigs, and it's the same meal <laughs> technically every technically. day. You soak the pellets, you put some fruits and veggies yeah, in there. But I had a little twist. I kind of said it and forget I, it. Know. How do you stay so passionate about it? Because I love to see them. Okay, so they eat the meal the exact same every single time. Like they don't, <laughs> they don't savor anything. I don't. They've see never them been so- like, oh, father, yes. organic <laughs> blueberries. Thank you. And what is this? Pineapple? Hmm, <laughs> delectable taste. Uh, no, no, I, I, I it makes. It makes me happy to see them get excited because they can smell all of those things. So if I can smell it, they can smell it 10 times better. Hmm. Um, So I put things together that make my palate happier things that that's why I'm not a big fan of pineapple eating it, but I love the smell of pineapple. So I'll put things together (laughs) to really get them excited. So is it the meaning piece? Yeah. Okay. One thing I'm fascinated about by you is that you can watch the same movie over and over and over (laughs) and over and over again. like That doesn't sound like fascination. This is like a knock. No, no. Sounds... <laughs> I'm fascinated by the fact you that you can do watching. that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if I spend time watching the same movie, except for Love Actually, mm-hmm. more than once. Obviously. It's almost like I'm freely giving away minutes of my life. It's like my life force is just bleeding out of my body and I'm the one that made the cut. <laughs> yes, but we it goes back to interest. I don't watch movies... Like, you watch movies. You watch movies, you get the story, and that's it. 
I like to go find deeper meaning. I oh. Like to, no, no, no. But I, I mean, oh, like, so no, 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 no. I'm just like, no, plot, <laughs> plot, entertain me. They're like, ooh, lights, lights. You like to find the deeper no, meaning. No, what I'm saying is, okay. is, like, as an actor, you like to see little nuances. You like to, to look at, like, oh, wow, I got to see that scene again because they were telling us things without telling us. I had a great teacher, uh, Bob Krakauer, told us that film is basically a bunch of tiny little pictures right next to each other. Yeah. And that's all it is. I mean, obviously, you it's need a teacher emotion. To tell you that? No, but what I'm saying is, is that if you look at every little mm, picture. Okay, so you're saying I'm seeing moving image. You're slowing down your mind to look at it kind of frame right. by frame and yeah. detail by detail. For instance, Ghostbusters. I've seen <laughs> How many that times mo- do you think you've Oh my gosh. Uh, no joke. No, no exaggeration. Probably like over 311 times, I would say. Okay, so not 312. Not 312. I'm not there yet. Wow. I'm not crazy. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not nuts. No, 300, about 311 times or so, I would say. Uh, Ghostbusters. And every time I watch it, I, I see something a little different. Or where, where I am in life, I, I can see something and something will mean something to so me. So you're like, watching Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters is watching you. Ghostbusters is watching me. Wow. Yeah. That's actually really uh, inspiring to hear you say that. So you're getting to a level of detail and attentiveness mm-hmm. that the average person wouldn't experience. I don't, I don't know. I think a lot of actors and directors and writers watch film the same way. I think they can... Yeah, you know, I'm just saying the comedians average Comedians as well. Like, yeah. Wow. I need to learn. All right. That makes me... Actually kind of curious to try out watching something a second time. Really? Yeah. And not love actually. <laughs> not love actually. Speaking Eight of TV. is a lot of legs, David. <laughs> Enough now. <laughs> That's These are just worst. love actually quotes. That was their least favorite couple in case you're... Or yeah. not, not even couple. They're not Anti- even a couple. Anti-couple. How are you going to do that right, to your best we'll friend? We'll do a whole other How are you going to do that to your best actually? friend? It's I can horrible. never get bored talking about that because... It's one of the only times I get very judgy. What a weasel. So speaking of television. Yes. How do you think technology impacts boredom? Like, do all of our streaming options and all of our shiny tech, does that all make boredom better or worse? It makes it more challenging because you have to keep up. You have to, you know, I remember when the first, your first iPhone, you remember it had certain, like a handful of games on it. Mm-hmm. Now. Oh my gosh, Snake. Snake. That was pre-iPhone. Uh, yeah, pre-iPhone. But I'm talking Love about like Snake. the first iPhone games were like really, really clever. Now there's an entire arcade for the iPhone, you know, yeah. for Apple Arcade. So they have to constantly keep like... Like feeding the beast. Exactly. Because boredom doesn't... You, you never top off. You hit a peak where you're like, well, I'm really challenged. I know everything. I need more. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Because if you've solved it, if you've figured it out, unless you're really finding special meaning in it, or like you, you're diving in and noticing new details of it, yeah. then all of a sudden... The, atten- the attention is gone and right. the boredom kicks in. So actually, boredom researchers James Dankert and John Eastwood believe that all of our tech makes us more boredom prone because it trains us to have shallow attention, jumping from thing to yeah. thing. So it literally is like telling your brain, okay, you've already been doing this for 15 seconds. Go do another thing. Yeah. Go do another thing. So it's like you're constantly like drinking from the surface. And it makes us dependent on the entertainment for engagement versus being our own entertainment. So look at MySpace. Remember MySpace? Right. And people were reading, were like putting blogs on there and so much to read. And now Instagram, boom, look at a picture, read it, read a, read a little funny sticker uh, that's on the picture. Um, TikTok, we've gone from YouTube to TikTok and like TikTok millionaires now because people are getting content because that's, that's what we have. We have this much time. Um, I would even say comedy has changed uh, for television shows. Now it's just like knock, knock. It, Move on. It, it's it's joke, joke, joke. You can time it. You know, uh, I think you you told me you took a, a, a screenwriting class. It was like ten jokes per minute. Yeah, or something I don't remember like what that. it is, but they judge based on how many 
jokes and how many laughs right per, but if you look at something minute. like all in the family which is a brilliant show um it didn't it didn't hit you over the head every five minutes with a with a with a or joke Tolstoy. or every or to, right that comedian tolstoy <laughs> you'd have yeah. to read a thousand pages before you get to a <laughs> before joke. you if you got to the joke <laughs> there's a joke every um, thousand pages yeah so check off as well uh, you know three <laughs> sisters hilarious so or people are not but but you know i think our because our attention span Attention span has changed. So is comedy. So is television. So so is movies. Um, I, and now action movies. If you look, look at summer blockbusters, the as soon as the the movie starts, we're in the action. It's very rare. There's no buildup. Like if you look at Die Hard, but then you know, people could binge for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. So it's like, yeah, everything's shorter, but then people consume hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of it. It's not like people spend a minute on TikTok. They're often spending. Hours on Instagram, True. hours on But TikTok. they're bouncing around. You're not yeah, watching the same video fair. for three yes. hours. You're watching, oh, I'm, I'm yes. going to watch, oh, I want to see dance videos. Now I'm going to see pranks. Now I want to see this. This brings us back to the argument that you brought up in the beginning of this episode, which is... Argument's a strong word. <laughs> position <laughs> that you held. Remember back when we were like, maybe we're going to have kids before we realized, no, yeah, we, that we, we, we definitely were just, don't want kids. Both of us thought that the other one wanted kids. Yeah. I didn't know, honestly, until we were babysitting. Babysitting, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is what a child is. <laughs> but anyway, do you remember you and I were walking through Central Park and we saw that play area for, for kids? And you were like, oh, if we had kids, I'd love to bring the kids here. Oh, Victoria Gardens. Victoria Gardens. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, let them learn to use their yes. own imaginations. <laughs> yes. And how I grew up was I didn't have any tech, not mm-hmm. because of choice, parenting choices, but because of, you know, poverty soviet union sure <laughs> but i used to play like you said with pots and pans mm-hmm. for hours and hours and yep. hours and i would use my imagination and i think in in a way that fortified me to be able to create my own ent- entertainment and maybe now i sit there and look at sunspots and i feel on the ground and feel miserable because i've become too dependent on other things entertaining me instead of being my own engine of entertainment i was so overloaded right now with making fun of you in some way with the pots and pans and when you're like and I had such a great imagination you know or maybe you just had lack of options maybe there just weren't any yeah, options because so there weren't we G.I. Had Joe lack you of didn't options. have Barbie I had you to had, invent uh, entire worlds you know you didn't have Barbie you we had, had to create entire like I had to create entire universe in my little pot so you didn't play with your Masha doll I didn't have dolls there you go I had I one doll and my sister took it away from me. Aww. Anyway, but but what do you think? Seriously, like, given what you just talked about where, you know, entertainment these days makes us more and more dependent on, like, that variety and bright colors and fast-paced storytelling and all that kind of stuff, true or false, should kids just be playing with pots and pans? No. Victoria Gardens <laughs> beats pots and pans any goddamn day of the so week So how do you reconcile those two perspectives? Because you got toys that are like, all that kind of stuff. I had exactly those toys. <laughs> they they make all kinds of, yeah. I don't know. I only I, knew was it that from... your Transformers sound? Because that was shit Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> it's got all like lights and yeah, it moves and yeah. stuff. Like back when I was a kid, all that happened inside my head. It happens inside my head too. I just get to see it too because I didn't live in the Soviet <laughs> Union. Because we had products. Because there was a supply chain and we had supply and demand. Okay, I'm sorry. That's getting out Why of hand. Why do you got to make this political? I know. Why does it be political? My point is, is that I think kids can experience the best of both worlds. I think when you're on a swing in Victoria Gardens, you're and it's going in a circle, you're on a rocket ship. You know, uh, when you're on a train that, that goes, you know, two miles an hour, 
you're you're on a speeding locomotive. So you're, you're making kids step it up. Like when I was sitting on the ground, I would imagine I was on a swing. Hey, look, we played in cardboard boxes too. <laughs> That's true. You know, Victoria Gardens cardboard wasn't boxes the other amazing. day. Uh, like when I was a kid, we wouldn't have gone to Victoria Gardens. We we wouldn't we would have gone to the park and looked at the kids watching <laughs> playing in Victoria Gardens. So we'd be the kids imagining. And that's your imagination, own yeah, right that, there. So yeah, I think it. I, think I it hear is you. It's a combo. So uh, I I think that what I was saying was is if we had kids, I'd want them to have more than we did, you know, mm-hmm. and give them. And I would want them the, to have less. Than we did. <laughs> so so, I, but I, th- I I see your point, and and I agree with both. I, I, I see think your point to have without, but also. Those those experiences that you have, look, the first time you were on a roller coaster, you can remember that. You can come back and be like, oh, yeah, I remember being terrified. I remember, And those memories mean something. You take those with you everywhere yeah. and you can apply those to when you're sitting in the car and you're like, hey, now I'm in a roller coaster. You know, I, think right now. The, I think my takeaway from what you're saying is that those really intense sensory experiences are meaningful and important, mm-hmm. but ideally they're rare. So it's like they're peppered throughout your experience with sure. some stretches of right, needing to make your own entertainment. Right, Six Flags in Disneyland every day. Yeah. You know. Um, but maybe watching TV shows every single day is a version of taking your brain to Six Flags in Disneyland yeah. every day. Anyway, Dankard and Eastwood agree with me. Clint Eastwood? No, John. John Eastwood. John oh, Eastwood. Clint's brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Fact. Moving on. Would you say you are prone to boredom? No. It sounds like no, given that you couldn't remember a time you were bored. If I'm bored, I pick up a comic or I go outside with the dogs or I do something. The only time I ever get bored is when I'm learning something. Like I need a break. Like when I do the Pomodoros. Like this podcast? So, no, 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 no. Um, like if I'm learning a workshop. I don't know if I get bored, but I hear my own voice in my head and it gets monotonous. So I have to get outside and do something. I have to move around. Yeah. But um, if I if I have nothing on the plate, like what you're talking about, now you that you have more day. time. Yeah. If you have a free day, yeah. I'm fine. I know exactly I, like, what I can do. Like you can have a day off and you get like 10,000 steps on your steps tracker. I putter tracker. around. Like, I have you a, you putter. <laughs> I have a day off and I'm barely breaking a thousand. Yeah, well, I don't just sit there looking at sunspots. Okay. So let's find out how boredom prone you are. Okay. I'm going to read you some questions from the BPS boredom proneness scale developed by researchers Richard Farmer and Norman Sunberg. <laughs> People you would love to have at a dinner party. Norman. These guys, hey, no offense, does anyone want to try my BPS? <laughs> sure, Norman. Let's do it again. So this is, they have so many questions in it. Hit it. Uh, but I am going to abbreviate it just so that it sure. stays yes or no? interesting. Or, or uh, yeah, let's go agree or disagree. Okay. Okay. Number one, I find it easy to entertain myself. <laughs> yeah. Agree. <laughs> Number two, and listeners, please follow along here. Yeah. I'm often trapped in situations where I have to do meaningless things. Disagree. I am good at waiting patiently. Disagree. Disagree. Hey, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Who's doing this? Me or Okay, you? sorry, sorry. Number four. I often find myself at loose ends, not knowing what to do. Disagree. Many things I have to do are repetitive and monotonous. Uh, slightly agree. Okay. Um, number six. It takes more stimulation to get me going than most people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, disagree. I'm sorry? Disagree? It seemed like you tried to do agree and disagree. No, because I, 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 I would more disagree. More stimulation yeah, no, than You're than very easily people? stimulated. Yeah. Number yeah. seven, I get a kick out of most things I do. <laughs> yes, agree. <laughs> Eight, uh, and we're going to do 12. Eight, in any situation, I can usually find something to do or see to keep me interested. Agreed. Okay. Sorry. I'm I think not... we're good at that too. You know, waiting in line or something like that. We always. Yeah. Especially if we're together. Yeah. But now that I'm reading this list, I'm like, oh my God, I think I'm boredom prone. And because you're not, you just, you keep me entertained. 
All right, just a few more. Number nine. Unless I'm doing something exciting, even dangerous, I feel half dead and dull. Jeez. Disagree. I think I kind of agree. Yeah, I know you do. This is why I keep trying this to This is do why you keep trying to drag me in. On a, on a, uh, y'all, on a day that's like really nice and chill where we want to lie in oh. the grass, Tanya's like, hey, do you want to go and dive with Piranha? Yeah, or do you, do you want to go and skydive without a parachute and try to find one on the way down? Okay, except like, I'll be like, sucks. hey, do you want to go on a hike? Or do you want to go scuba diving on our vacation? And oh, you almost drowned. Okay, so clearly I, I, have, I have a problem. Uh, Ten, when I was young, I was often in monotonous and tiresome situations. True. Eleven, it's easy for me to concentrate on my activities. Yeah, it depends. It, it depends. Like, I also have to be distracted. Like, if I'm working out or if I'm doing something, I listen to podcasts. So I'm not, f- like, solely focused on one thing at any given time. So... Um, if I'm playing video games, I'm, I'm focused, but I'm also like talking to my friend or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, Interesting. Okay. Um, and then the last one, I feel like my mother wrote this one, having to look at someone's home movies or travel slides, travel slides. Oh, this was made in the eighties. Bores <laughs> me tremendously. Your mom's home movies. <laughs> I just read that and I was like, oh God. <laughs> so I feel like mom, they wrote this after. Mom... So my mom didn't write this. My mom thinks her <laughs> travel movies are fascinating. So they went on a cruise when they were younger. And her, when I first, one of the first experiences I had with her mom was, you want to see our travel videos? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to see like little Tanya and everything like that. And it was hallways, hallways <laughs> of elevators. the ship, hallways and elevators and of the, staircases. I don't know what the ship looked like. I don't, I don't, y'all could have been docked. I don't know if it was on land. And no people. No people. It was just like nine hallways. And my mom's like, look, watch that elevator open. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this elevator. How nice it is. And I was like, the elevator? <laughs> It's an elevator. All right, it's a so, tiny room that goes up and down. And uh, and yeah, and I saw a sliver of you. It's a tiny room that um, goes up and down. But I saw a sliver of you with a Val, I think. Reflected in the elevator. In the elevator. When, and that was it. And I was like, and it was like six hours. Yeah. And, and I was, I, I was yeah. expecting so this, this like a horror film. I was waiting for something to happen. <laughs> so yes, no, I do get bored. Oh, I, I do get bored when people are like, oh my God, I have something so funny to show you that my kid did or something like that. And then, you know, you click it and you're like, is that is that kid just walking? Is that the whole video? Is it just <laughs> walking from here to there? And they're like, yeah, yeah, but look how they're walking. I was like, yeah, like every kid. I'm so sorry to anyone. Not every kid. I'm saying if you showed me a video and I've if seen you're, it. If you're I'm showing like, Brian a, a video of your kid walking, that better be a funny walk. I'm telling you, no, they better be falling. They, it better be a fail video. There better be someone knocking that kid down. All right, so what's your takeaway here? Do you think you're boredom prone based on this? No, I don't think I'm boredom prone. But what if you were like trapped somewhere without your little... Gidget gadgets like your well, toys. Well, then I'd probably be worried about where I was trapped and trying to find a way out. I wouldn't be like, man, I'm so bored, trapped in this in this cell for some unknown reason. Boy, I'm so bored. I think. It, what if you were at a, a cabin with no TV and no internet? I wouldn't be at a cabin with no TV and no internet. I wouldn't put myself there. And every time you try to drag me there, I say no because of this reason. I, I'd always find something to do. Okay. I, you know. All right. My takeaway is I think I'm boredom prone. I didn't even realize this because I keep so busy and I and I do so many things. Well, let me ask you this: When you were a kid, did you spend? Did you have someone to spend a lot of time with? No. So you spend a lot of time on your own, and you're still boredom prone. No, I did, I was never bored as a kid. I just I'm I'm I think what I need to do is start playing with pots and pans again. That's my because <laughs> I think I've become too dependent on podcasts and books and like even I get bored listening to something at normal speed. I need to listen yeah. to something at three times speed. Yeah. For my brain to be able to stay engaged. But I also think that you think. If you're doing something 
that's not exciting, you're you're missing out on something else. Yeah. Like you you're, you're not engaged enough. If you're not learning, then it, what a waste of time. I could yeah. be doing something where I'm learning something. That's true. Whereas, look, and I asked you about when you were a kid because when I was a kid, I I we had a family. I had a big family. Not a big family. You know, brother, sister, and my my parents. But like, no one wanted to ever hang out with me. me like either. no one. Yeah. So Aww, I had to find. So st- good we found each other. <laughs> yeah. No, so good we found each other. Now we're now we no we're one wants to hang out with us. And nobody wants to be around us. <laughs> but um, for each other. Right? I just yeah no. But I I found a way to entertain myself constantly. Like I was I, I didn't have an imaginary friend. Um, he was real. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, I, I just, I, I didn't really have a lot of friends. I, you know, I, I didn't. But you found a way to entertain yourself. But I think you always had your grandma too, right? Mm, but she's really old, so. Well, she wasn't always she really old. <laughs> yes. But she would, you would no, say. No, no, but I, I, I spent on... a ton of time alone. Like, I, I mean, because yeah. I was, I was too sickly to go to like kindergarten oh and stuff. What and... a miserable pots and pans, sickly. <laughs> oh, I, I really meet didn't even Tanya. have childhood friends except for like a few neighbors here and there. Yeah. So I, I really was not. But you were actually prone. friends with your neighbors. My adult neighbors. Not yeah. Like you would tell me like, oh my friend, whatever Carl or Michael, whatever his name was. Boris. Boris. Sorry. Carl. Oh sorry. Oh sorry. What a weird name. Anyway, my point is that I do think that my reflection here is that I've become too dependent on yeah. all these external stimuli, and I think I have to make engagement from within. So that said, let's talk about whether boredom is even a good thing or a bad thing, because there are some different perspectives sure, on sure. it. Sure. What, what do you think? Boredom proneness, boredom in general, good or bad? I think if you label yourself as bored all the time, it's bad for you because then you're constantly seeking stimuli. You can't relax. You can't just kind of live in the moment and enjoy things um, like you. Vacation. <laughs> no, I'm saying like vacationing with you is tough because. Yeah, I'm always my, trying to get us killed. Oh, my gosh. So vacation for me is, hey, let's grab a Stephen King book, go to the go to the beach and lie out there and read and you know, float in the water. You're like, let's go to the deepest depths of the water. Let's look for angler fish, whatever the hell those are. Let's, I've never no in my life looked gear, for angler No scuba gear, no nothing. Or, or let's, let's leave this resort and go to this three hours into the mountains to cave dive with people I found on Craigslist. That's not fun. That's, that's terrifying. That's, <laughs> anyway, can we get back to the more general state of humanity and psychology <laughs> My versus point is, is how bad I am at vacation. Those are the dangers of If you label it bored. as bored, that's yeah. interesting. Then, then you try to push the stakes or you try to... You, if you're not bored, then you can live in the moment. You can relax. You can... you know, Right now you're doing um, these... Uh, uh, meditation things, micro meditation, and, and those are tough. Because I don't got time for full meditation. <laughs> <laughs> micro meditation, they're two minutes, but it's great because I see you slowing down, and I see that's why I try not to interrupt you when you do it, even though it's not for me. I don't. I, I tend Is to. Is that stay why, with... or because I have to lock myself in the bathroom so that you don't interrupt me? <laughs> <laughs> I just like interrupting you in the bathroom. I'm doing this thing where I'm trying to train my brain. To be calm and present. That's yeah. that's what Brian's talking about. And, 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 and yeah, I, I do notice it making me feel a greater sense of like calm and presence. And centered, right? Like, yeah. and I don't mean centered, I mean planted, yeah. right? Because for me, I, I have those moments where, and, and I think it's just from being alone a lot that, I, that I've kind of been like that. I, people ask me if I meditate. I'm like, I kind of do all the time. If I'm walking the dogs, I'm, you know, thinking about other things. I'm thinking about stories. I'm thinking about my writing. I'm thinking about all kinds of stuff. Whereas you need something to, to, to make you sit down and yeah. anchor yourself. So well, and, I do I, think, and I need to be useful. So Yes, you need to be useful and you need to find use to you, you yeah. know? So I think it's dangerous in that aspect. I also think it's dangerous if you're 
angry and bored. Mm. I think that's a terrible combination. Like growing up where I did in the neighborhoods I did, like anytime there was always a one kid in your group that was like, I'm bored. And you heard that and you're like, oh shit, mm-hmm. we're going to fight. Or we, and if we don't have anyone to fight, we're going to fight each other. Or we're going to get into some trouble. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to put our lives at stake. I'm thinking of this particular kid named Eric and Eric was, was angry. You know, he was angrier than I was. Do you think Eric's going to be angry that you're putting him on blast right now? I don't think Eric is (laughs) listening to any place he can listen to this podcast. (laughs) Let's just say that. You're saying he's in a cabin without an internet access? I'm saying he's not in a cabin, but he's in a very small place without internet. (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, So my point is, is that with Eric and, and, and all our friends knew this is that very bored, very angry, you know, didn't have anywhere to focus. Didn't. Yeah. And I think, I think I was like that. I was just t- trending like that before my, uh, Coach Arnold found me and was like, you need to stop fighting. You need, you need to focus this somewhere else. And, and you know, wow. put me on the mat and put me in the field and stuff like that. So one of the first thing we, we learned about pigs, having pigs as pets, is that when they're bored, they're destructive. Destructive. And that, yeah. and I think that's a lot. And I'm not comparing us to pigs, but. Well, I think humans it, and pigs are very similar well, in that respect. <laughs> well, I just didn't want to compare like my group Eric. to yeah Eric okay but but my point is is that Josie and Remy have never injured anyone <laughs> but that's why I think prison systems are so bad uh, as well I mean for a number of reasons but the fact that it's these tiny cells and you have to work hard to get stimuli you have to yeah. work hard to to get like books in your in your in your cell you have to work hard if you want a tv in your cell or or writing materials you have to when you get there you're bare bones you know uh and then you have to like be on good behavior to get all these little things yeah. so stimuli is very important and, and you know i remember like hearing from people close to me that have been locked up that like you have to find something for your brain that's the first thing you got to do. Well, the first thing you have to do is punch someone uh, to let everybody know you ain't no punk. But oh, no. so the second thing you got to do is you have to find something for your brain. Yeah. And you're bored. And yeah, you absolutely. Depression. It's hard to know whether boredom causes depression or depression causes boredom. But for example, even in animal research, there's so much evidence now that if you put an animal in captivity without mm. stimulation, that they start demonstrating symptoms of what looks like depression in humans. Interesting. They learned this with otters accidentally when someone dropped, I think, a piece of string into yeah. their area. And these otters that had stopped playing and had stopped interacting all of a sudden flipped out and they were having a great, great, <laughs> great time. And then after a little while, they started looking sad again. And so they gave them a different kind of toy and they would get really, really oh, engaged again. So Do you remember the lions in London? Uh, the London Zoo, I believe it is. They had this beautiful lion enclosure and they take lions that were... Uh, you know, abandoned and, and raised them in captivity. Uh, beautiful place, but they have to send their meat. They have to send it on a zip line yeah. across the thing uh, because they found that if they were telling us that if lions are just given food, they get depressed, they get bored, and so they, they get have aggressive. To, they get aggressive, so they yeah. zip line their food so they can jump on it, attack yeah. it, and tear it off. And the humans zip line. are the same way. It's like part of us. I'm really like that wants with my things. pizza. Yeah, I have yeah. to zip line your pizza all the and time. I'm looking for it right now. <laughs> but it's like, if it's too easy, yeah. in some ways our brains want easy. They want things simple. They want to just sit on the couch. Yeah. But then when we give ourselves the, those options, then all of a sudden all these bad things start happening. So a quick overview of some of the bad news about boredom. When people report being bored at work, they make more mistakes. Hmm. We already talked about mood, depression, or depressive symptoms. Drug and alcohol use are often linked with boredom proneness. Overeating, mindless snacking. When researchers have people do really boring things, they're more likely to Mm -hmm. eat unhealthy (laughs) snacks. Aggression. And researchers Annie Britton and Martin Shipley 
even found that people who experience more boredom early on in life are more likely to die younger. Hmm. So bored to death. Bored to death. So researchers Aaron Westgate and team wanted to see how far people would go to avoid feeling bored. Hmm. I'd love to recreate a bit of that experiment. Would Bring you it be on. Willing yeah, to absolutely. Okay. All right. So I'm going to have you close your eyes yep. and sit here with nothing to do for 15 minutes. I, I am. <laughs> you just gave me the most shocked <laughs> facial expression. Don't worry, listeners. I will edit this. <laughs> listeners, hang on to your ass because it's about to get good. <laughs> Okay, so for 15 minutes, let me grab my what? stopwatch. Yeah, this is... I'm going to do a better job of recreating this study than the other one. And then, and then like, no phone, no nothing, just sitting Nothing. There. No well, video well, games, but, okay, no comic books. So I can't even look at my comics. No, you can't. Cl- eyes closed. Eyes closed? I'm eyes... going to go to sleep. Well... So I'm taking a 15-minute nap. <laughs> no, I'm taking a 15-minute nap. Because there's no way I can sit here and do nothing and close my eyes. Okay, so here, here's what you can do. Um, so I'm setting a timer... You can just sit here and do nothing, or... Can I lie down? No. You have to sit there and do nothing. Keep your eyes closed. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to give you this. Do you know what this is? The shock pen. Yes. So if you want, you could play with the shock pen. You can't touch anything else. You can't do anything else, but you can shock yourself with this pen. Do you know I what know a shock... It... Are you going to explain what a shock pen is? You go ahead. Okay. So a shock pen is literally a ballpoint pen. It's a prank. And when you press the button down to dispense the the writing part... It gives you an electric shock. Yeah. Yeah. So you know how it feels. It's terrible. Okay. So you've felt it. So you don't need yeah. to test it out. No. I'm not. Okay. I'm like, right. Is it working? Yeah. Can you tell me? Can you show me? No, I'm not going to do it. No. You're Bullshit. the researcher. Because I don't want to sit here and be bored and it's not going to work. So can you show me? No. Come on. Online, no, online, I will not do online, it. Online. We want to hear it. Come on. Stop. I I I'm not going to do it. Yes, you are. <laughs> I don't because do it's it. the podcast. I have very sensitive for fingers. For our listeners, we need to know that it's real. And they're not going to believe me because they know I'm an, <laughs> they know I'm an actor. Well, I'm going to be putting it on. I'm going to well, be like, ooh, it's shocking. Ooh, I feel, <laughs> oh my God. See? I just did it right now, and they're like, oh, wow, was he holding a pin? No. Come on. Just do it. Do <laughs> Not it. interested. Yes. Oh. oh. All right. You going to play that card? All right. Uh, close your eyes. All right. Can I put my hands on the table? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to press... Close uh, your eyes. I know. Do you want to press uh, pause so we don't... No, we can edit it out later. No, I'm, we don't have to, I'm not going to edit 15 minutes out. Push... Pause and then. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to stay in the room with me. Can I talk? was a minute 14 more minutes you can't play with the pen you could either press the pen or you could just sit there we starting over no (laughs) (laughs) did you press the pen all right we can stop the experiment so you waited and you did it again huh okay So that was a minute and a half. So you... I was a minute and a half from being done? You held in there for a minute and a half before applying pain to yourself. No, that was a minute and a half. That was 90 seconds. (sighs) 
Why did you touch the painful pen? Because I was just going to giggle the whole time because it was so, I was just, I wasn't bored. I, I was getting bored, but I was like, what am I supposed to be doing? And then I started thinking about not doing anything. He started making me laugh. And I was like, okay, I might as well make myself laugh and like feel how it, besides I wanted to see if this really would work if you put a battery in it or not. <laughs> did it, did it, did it yeah, did it get you? Yeah. yeah. The first one went up my fingernail and oh, my thumbnail. I'm and not going to touch it. I'm not touching anything since you had me lick that battery. <laughs> That was messed up, Brian Luna. It wasn't a prank. Yeah, you were like, oh, look, this battery is going to be so cool. And no, I was I said, like, the- okay, no. I'm so trusting. It was a 9-volt battery, y'all. Any of y'all, those little box batteries with two prongs. Don't, if you're listening, do not do lick it. the battery. Do it. Everyone, Don't do it. Everyone is, every kid has done this. Well, I have not. So you lick it to see if it's if it's, if it's it's a good battery or not. So, like, you know, back... As a middle-aged person, I should not be licking back, batteries. You're not middle-aged. Back in the days, uh, you, you had, like, a battery drawer. You know, so you'd have to get it. Because you didn't have video games? Because we didn't have video games. No, because you, you'd have to see if these batteries are good. And a lot of those things did 9 volt. You want me to do it again? No. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Y'all, this is this is a legit thing. I'm doing the pen. All right? <laughs> God. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for participating in that. You're welcome. What's the average? I don't know. I don't know the average amount of time people spent waiting. What I do know is that before the experiment, they asked people... How much would you be willing to pay to avoid the electric shock? Mm-hmm. And most people said, yes, I would actually pay money to avoid experiencing that feeling. And then they did it to themselves. And then they did it to themselves. So everyone did it. Uh, no, not everyone did it, but the majority of people did it. And people who identified as men were more likely to do it than people who identified as women. Why? <laughs> you tell me. I don't know. I just, I couldn't resist. I, I was like, <laughs> and it was... wasn't even like they were curious to see what it felt like because at the beginning of the experiment, they would administer the shock. So it wasn't curiosity. Oh, I wasn't curious. I mean, I no, was. No, I know. That's why I yeah. thought it was cool that you already knew what it felt like. So. I can still uh, feel it. W- have you ever done anything similarly strange to avoid boredom? Um, yeah, I'm sure I have. I guess like getting into fights as a kid. Yeah, I was about to say, I remember getting into a fight in class, getting in trouble. Is that why you get a tr- in trouble at home? It, it, yeah, probably because I'm bored. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need to give so you something. So I have to keep you entertained so no, that you don't no. cause yeah, mischief. Yeah, but of course, I, I've, I've done stuff to, to get myself out. I remember, um, okay, so I remember there was a kid named Mike in uh, in, in college. I, we went to AMDA, and we were walking to class, and he didn't want to go. And because it, was, it wasn't it was a very, I'm not going to say what class it was, but it wasn't very, yeah. So Why would you say what class it was? You don't want to Al- offend a subject? Oh, no, it was Alexander Technique. Okay. And, uh, and, and it's I like used, an acting thing. Yeah, it's an acting thing. It's it's really like a meditation class kind it's of. It's so sweet. Like, you didn't want to offend a class. I didn't want to offend a class. Because like, algebra, you had no problem throwing algebra under the Algebra bus. can kiss my ass. No, I like algebra now. Like, and I ended up getting it. But in the beginning, it was really difficult for me um, with the letters and the numbers. It was just really hard. So anyway, Alexander Technique, he didn't want to go. So he, uh, he faked getting hit with falling ice. Oh, it was in wow. the winter. It was in New York. And they took it so seriously. Like, it became this huge thing. And, and 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 he was like, you got to say that you saw it. And I was like, cool, no problem. And, and we <gasps> did it. And now I was like key witness. <gasps> oh, no. I was like Cato from, from Cato Kalin, at, you know, in OJ trial. I was the guy who, <laughs> Just br- like that. who brought it all together. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I had to come up with a story. I had to... He had to go to the hospital. Like it was a big deal. Wow! And all because that, of boredom. All because of boredom. All because we didn't want to be. We didn't want to wow. sit in Alex Entertainment and pretend we were turtles. Okay. Yeah, that sounds lame. Interesting. Yeah. Um, possibly fascinating. <laughs> but of all the animals, 
pretending to be a turtle. It was his fault. We had to pick an animal and he picked a turtle. That's then that's his fault. Yeah, that's on him. Okay, so we know that boredom feels bad. It results in bad things. Is there anything good about it? I think boredom is a chance for you to be creative. I think boredom is a chance for you to be imaginative. I think some great things come out of boredom. Um, When you're bored, you take on projects. Oh, let me clean this thing. I haven't done, you know, I'm so bored. I'd rather be doing electric shock a la cleaning the basement or (laughs) cleaning out my sock drawer or doing something. Yeah. I think, I think boredom in and of itself, just like fear is a motivator. And I think it can motivate you. It's like a catalyst if you use it well. Yeah. Yeah. So researchers Sandy Mann and Rebecca Cadman that I mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier in the beginning of this episode, they bored their participants or kept them entertained. By the way, boring research is really fascinating (laughs) because they come up with such creative ideas. Like there's this video that a lot of researchers use of just (laughs) these two men putting up clothes on um, like one of those dryer. uh, What do you call that? You put clothes up on a dry... You know what it is. You're just trying to make me look bad. <laughs> a clothesline. A clothesline, yeah. And they'll and you just watch them, yeah. and all they're doing is just putting clothes up and putting clothes up. And then the only thing they'll say is, like, could you pass the pin? And that's it. And so there's just some really fun interventions used to try to create boredom. Anyway, so Man and Cadman, they had participants who were bored, participants who weren't bored. And they asked all of their participants to come up with unusual uses for an object. And you've you've seen this research oh, technique yeah. in the past. So let's try it for you since you've been put through some boredom. How many uses can you think of for a fork? Ready, set, go. Out loud? Yeah. A out comb. Uh, uh, like in Little Mermaid. Uh, uh-huh. A tuning fork. Like use it to, to, to find a pitch. Um, bend it. It could be a lock pick. Um, uh, telepathy try, or, or telekinesis, like trying to use it as a, fo- a focus for te- telekinesis. Um, a catapult, um, a, uh, a drum, a ha- like like instead of playing the spoons, you're playing the fork. Like hand bone, hand bone on my knees. Um, uh, won't you leave it done for me? Um, also, um, like like a like a uh, it helps you ma- microphone practice. So like if I'm going to perform in front of a large group, I can pretend it's a microphone. Okay, okay. Um, and, All right, and, and, no, toothpick. Toothpick. Last one. All right, fantastic. So. What do you think Cadman and Mann found? Uh, they probably patented all the things I just said. <laughs> and now they're they're like, hey, try the fork uh, uh, microphone thing. <laughs> uh, what do I think they found? I think they found that uh, boredom forces you to be more imaginative. Yes, right? yeah. that's exactly right. And this was really surprising to the research world. So the bored people came up with more creative ideas. And a different pair of psychologists, Karen Gasper and Brianna Middlewood, had really similar findings. So this has been mm. replicated and done in different ways. And each time being bored for relatively short periods of time leads people to be more creative. Why do you think that is? I think it's forcing, like, our brains are creative and imaginative for a reason, and I think it's because of that. I think it's because, like, mm, where there's a order. hole of nothing, you want to put an idea there. You want to put, like, something that's oh, escape. that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, so it might be that in this day and age, we're not creating enough holes of nothing. Boredom can also push us to do innovative things, to get rid of our own boredom, like automating stuff, delegating work. I feel like you were a master of this. Once delegating? Some, well, no, not delegating oh. per se, but you come up with ways to like automate stuff or create more efficient systems. Or uh, when you're doing something, you're like, oh, I hate doing this. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. A lot of innovation, a lot of technological progress happens as a result of people being like, I don't want to do this. Can I get this automated in some way? So in short, it can be good in small doses. It can be good if you do something about it and can be very bad if you let it fester and stretch on. Maybe and I love boredom what you said is earlier the mother about- of efficiency. Boredom is the mother of efficiency. I like that. Mm. And I was going to say, I like what you said earlier about, like, be careful telling yourself you're bored. Mm -hmm. Because it's almost like this 
death sentence on your imagination. Sure, and instead, you're like, what did you say earlier? Here's, here's an empty hole of possibility? <laughs> Maybe uh, I'll try that. I think so. <laughs> empty hole of possibility. Maybe you didn't use those exact words. Right? I don't think but so. <laughs> maybe you're just like, hmm, here's a, an opportunity window versus like, oh, I'm bored. I'm trapped. I'm kind of like stuck here. I think my favorite perspective on boredom is that it's neither good nor bad. It's just a signal like pain. So if hmm. you use the signal well, then boredom can be your friend. Before we wrap up, mm-hmm. let's share a few ideas for how to keep boredom healthy in your life. Okay. Any recommendations from you? Any recommendations from you? I have lots, but I've had to do research for this. You're like this fascinating, constantly engaged human. (laughs) Yes, have a a key word for boredom. So when you're feeling bored, uh, like a a danger word. So instead of a safe word, you want a danger word. So like when you're feeling bored, you shout... um, Beef bourguignon! And then you're like... Can you just come up with a vegan safe word? Um, Beth. So, or or like fake beef or something. We noticed that a lot of the um, fake, because we both don't eat meat and animal products, and a lot of the vegan meat just skips a vowel. And that is and they put an apostrophe there. So it'd be like so chicken. Yeah, it's like chicken. It's chicken. <laughs> anyway, so Beth Borden. <laughs> no, or, or something like uh, voila or mm. excelsior, you know, and you know that you're bored. Mm. And that word is like a um, like a like a like a B12 shot. And it makes you That's get cool. up. Also, uh, if you're bored, change your environment. And I don't mean like chain to go to the Bahamas. I mean, like, get up and move to another room. Yeah. Get up and, and go out. If you're inside, it's go outside. It's like giving outside. a string to the otters. If you're outside, go inside. If you yeah. just change your environment. Um, and if you're bored, if you have a song that jacks you up, if you have a song that, like, <laughs> yeah. Jacks up is good. Jacks up is good. If oh. you have a song that's like, yeah, that's my thing. So <laughs> blast that. I don't mean, I don't mean play it. I mean, like, yeah, I'll put it on my phone. Hopefully, no. I mean, crank it eleven, baby, and be like, these days my song because I tuck in the pigs at night and they listen. Did hit it, hit it, hit it. What do they listen to? What do they listen to? I am Moana. So at night they listen to Disney lullabies, and Tanya every night is like, like every goddamn I'm the night. daughter of a village chief. We are descendant from voyagers. <laughs> anyway, yes, uh, I love that. I love that. So label it so you can give yourself Call it like out. a shout it out. Hey, it's here. Let's do something about it. Yeah. Change something. Anything yeah, yeah. doesn't matter. Change your clothes. Change your 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 deodorant, and blast that Moana song. It's fantastic. It's a great song. Jeez, it's a great song. <laughs> uh, I have a few others that I'll add to the list. Allow short bursts of it. So if you're gonna do the whole like Excelsior or Beff or whatever mm-hmm. your your code word is, you might want to just be like, Hey, you know what? Cool. Let me just sit with it and see what happens because those small pockets of boredom can really trigger mm-hmm. more creative, innovative thinking. It can also slow time down in a good way. Like so many of us feel so stressed and like there isn't enough time and giving yourself just pockets of that kind of childhood feeling of like long stretches of time with nothing to do can be really healthy. So that's one for me is let it happen in short bursts. Maybe set like a little boredom timer for yourself. Number two, remind yourself why what you're doing matters. So going back to the definition of boredom, we know it's attention, but we also know it's meaning. So if there are certain things that you kind of can't get out of, then remind yourself, 
Here's what's important about this. For example, in a study of math students, psychologist Ulrich Nett found that students who linked their studies to how they would use these skills reported feeling bored less. Hmm. So that's number two for me. Number three, develop better command over your attention, since low attention and boredom go hand in hand. This is one of the things I'm trying to do with my micro meditations, hmm. trying to get better at just like command over where my thoughts are going. There's obviously a really wide spectrum of attentional capacity. So the idea here is just to see if you can increase your own focus and concentration by 10 to 20%. On the boredom proneness questionnaire, I think this is your area of opportunity. Okay. Attention. Okay. And concentration. So you can do this by practicing single tasking versus multitasking, or you can even do like little tiny stints of micro meditations like I'm doing, or just pay attention to your food and only look at your food instead of looking at something else. Sorry, I wasn't, can you repeat what you said? Oh, oh. Oh, and then the last one, number four, follow the Nike model and just do it. This is very often helpful if you're like, oh, I'm bored. I know I'm supposed to do this thing, but yeah. I kind of don't want to do that thing. And like you said, the Pomodoro technique is great for this, where you just say, I'm going to put, Boom. you know, even less than Pomodoro. Pomodoro is like 25 minutes on the clock, five minute break. Do five minutes, do three sure. minutes, and then just get started. And the act of actually starting something often is the thing that clicks your attentional abilities in so that you can get more engagement and enrichment out of that activity. Yeah. Going back to meaning, I remember... Uh, when I was learning chemistry in high school, I had a really bad, I was like, oh, this is so boring. Like, what do I, so then I started thinking about Batman and how he used to figure out all of the, the Joker serum and everything. Like he would just sit, he would, he would always come up and be like, uh, oh, they, they poison the, the Gotham's water. And he would be like, hey, I, I found a sample of the water wow. and here's the antidote. And he'd give it to Commissioner Gordon and you'd be like, how the f*** did he figure that out? Like, how did he? And then he was, he was a, like, he was a, he taught himself chemistry. And that's and what was, got you into chemistry. That's what got me into chemistry. I was like, wow. oh shit, I'm going to save San Antonio's water Is that supply. why when I'm telling you things about like things I've read or research, you're always trying to find an analogy to the comic book world? I'm just trying to figure out how it's going to save the planet. Yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Or at least that. Gotham. All right. So that brings us to the end of our episode. Did you find this sufficiently interesting? Yeah, it was pretty good. No, I'm just kidding. No, it was great. I, I love it. I, I love the idea of like calling out boredom. I love the idea. You mean your idea? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, well, like, even what the researchers are saying, like, first recognize it, yeah. sit in it, yeah. it, it, or, or like, do something, but, but, like, don't, don't just let it take over. Don't put a label on your, like, I'm a bored person. Yeah. Like, that's, that's. And don't judge yourself for it, yeah. too. Like, you're not destined to be bored. Just right. start to use it as useful information. It's what you're feeling now. It's not who you are. Yeah. Right? I love that. It's not who you are. It's what you feel. Yeah. What you're feeling. I so. love that. And listeners, if you weren't bored by today's episode, please be sure to leave a review and spread the word so we can all be less bored together. And as always, thank you for listening to Talk, Talk Psych, Psych to Me. me. <sighs> <sighs>